Hello, I'm Paul Cromford, an old fool that there's no fool like. And I'm suggesting that any fool can get snap happy. I mean, is there anyone on the planet who doesn't possess some kind of camera? How many of us can resist compulsively taking hundreds of photos per day? And each of those snaps represents a moment when the photographer puts up a filter between themselves and the real experience they are <coughs> documenting. Commander Hassock puts his finger on another good reason not to take a photo in this Forever Blowing Bubbles episode. So, without further ado... final part of Evangeline's Echo Forever Blowing Bubbles The Voyages of the Mini-Sub Skipjack Starring Sam Jamnos as Commander Hassock Also starring Alex Stranra as Talfrin and Godfrey Daniels Jr. as Phobes. Gee, it's big. I think it's another sub. Bearing green, 8, 9 degrees. Range, 1,200 feet. And closing fast. I make it 16 knots. Skipper, if we hold our course, it's gonna ram us. Make maximum revolutions and give me starboard full rudder now. Aye, aye, Skipper. Oh, my God, what's happening? Bite your toilet bag, Phobes. Stay calm. Tell me if the object changes speed or course. Talfrin, coming around on 340 degrees. Hold the turn. Bring us around to 195. Maybe we can get ourselves on his tail, whoever he is. Why the hell isn't he using his sonar? Good question. Phobes, <coughs> calm down, Phobes, for the love of Mike. Can you tell me? I know, I know, but he hasn't altered course or speed yet. Understood, Phobes. But please can you tell me what kind of vessel the sonar signature suggests to you? Oh, okay. Hang on. Four or five degrees, Skipper. Thank you, Talfrin. Sing out when we're nearly there. Aye, aye, Skipper. I think he could be a rusky, Skipper. Why? Because they're all too tanked up on vodka to switch on their sonar. Shh. Why, Phobes? It feels like one of the new Vana-class minisubs. Silent propulsion. Five-man crew. Not very maneuverable, but great for stealth. Armed? Not a chance. It's bigger than us, but not big enough to carry anything. That's a relief. Oh, hang on. He's slowing down. Range? I make it... 310 feet. Mark. Talfren? 135, Skipper. Ahead, two-thirds. Two-thirds, aye. We'll soon be able to spot the blighter through the bow window. Target slowed to five knots, Skipper. I'm picking up an aspect change. He might be starting a turn. Range now? 250 feet. Mark. Whoever this Mark is, I wonder if his ears are burning. 185 degrees, Skipper. Nice joke, Talfrin. On my command, midships. Stop engine. Engine stop, aye. Phobes? Down to two knots, Skipper. Definitely turning. Starboard. Thank you. 
We should have visual contact any moment now. Midships. Midships, aye. Coming out of his turn now, Skipper. I know. And heading back towards us? About one and a half knots? Yes, Phobes, we can see it. What the? Skipper, it's a collision course. We ought to take evasive action. Phobes, for God's sake, stop peering at your console and look out of the blasted window. There won't be a collision. What do you mean? Oh my. That's... That's no submarine. No, indeed. I'm not sure that I believe what I'm seeing. I wondered. I wondered whether we would see. For obvious reasons, no one could know how long such a... such a being might live. But I fervently hoped that she hadn't died yet. She? Gentlemen, I, um, I believe I have the great pleasure of presenting to you Miranda. Oh my god. She's... she's beautiful. And coming straight toward us. Scared, Phobes? <laughs> oh gee. No, Skipper. Not now. This was my giant moray eel, wasn't it? Yes, I think so. She's veering off to port. Going to pass us. There she goes. Probably going to turn again and come back for another look. You knew all of this, didn't you, Skipper? She's come as no surprise to you. Deduction, Talfrin. And a wild hope, I must admit. I can tell you now what I've been keeping back. Sonar puts her 120 feet behind us, possibly starting another turn. Oh gee, this is just so great! The winter of 1947-48 was particularly foggy, especially in northern Britain. I suspect that when Rumpley's little Black Ops trawling team caught Miranda, they did so under the discreet cover of a fog bank. No casual witnesses. She's coming back, Skipper. Dead slow. She's curious about us. I also suspect that the smugglers didn't want to risk exposure by taking their shipment up to the obvious port of Inverness. So when they left the loch, they travelled on slow roads east to one of the ports of Aberdeenshire and met the Evangeline there. Coming ahead on our starboard, Skipper. Thank you, Phobes. There. My God, she's graceful. Yes. Yes, she is. Watch how the sunlight dapples faintly across her back. Ask yourself, Telfrin, was it ever fair to call her a monster? And as for that awful nickname... Skipper, I should get the cameras rolling. We need to... No! No photography, Phobes! She has nothing to do with the world we come from, and we're not going to cheapen her by capturing trophy images. This is a once-in-a-lifetime moment of seeing. Do you understand? Gee, yeah, of course. When you put it like that... She's turning to approach us again. So graceful. It almost feels like she's showing off. <laughs> it's why you deleted Telfrin's camera feeds, isn't it, Skipper? You didn't want any evidence that could be seen by the wrong people. I.e. the rest of mankind. That's right. Glory be. She's just a few feet of glass and water away. Almost arm's length. 
Look at those eyes. She's fascinated by the skipjack. I think she's looking at somebody inside the skipjack. It's you, Skipper. Silly of me, I've just raised my hand to wave. Um, although she is looking at me, gentlemen, I think she's actually seeing someone else. Yes, of course. Like father, like son. Whoa! What did she do? She turned, swimming away on our port bow. Glory be, that was a quick turn. Hey, come back, Miranda. <clears throat> She's diving into the murk. I suspect she picked up the sound of a noisy surface vessel a few miles away. She will have learnt to avoid those over the centuries. Can't see any sign of her now. What's the sonar telling you, Forbes? Signal's fading pretty fast. Gee, she must have really scooted. Well, if we ever meet her again in this life, gentlemen, I will be very surprised. You know, I think she gave us that once-in-a-lifetime moment of seeing, and I know how absurd I sound. Not to me, Skipper. Not to me. Nor me. Hey, the fact that we hadn't come more than three miles from the wreck... Do you think she... She's territorial? Yes, I do strongly believe that. I believe she made the Evangeline the center of her new world, because it was the most familiar object she knew. So, she will always be around these waters somewhere? For as long as she still lives? Yes, Talfrin, I think so. Now, are you both still so eager to broadcast the location of the Evangeline to the world? Not me. No fear, Skipper. The last plesiosaur on this planet deserves her peace. It's funny. If not for that drifting mine in 1948, Miranda would have made the fortune of a very undeserving and tawdry man. As it is, she's enriched the three of us in a way no one could measure. You all right, Skipper. You look a bit pasty and your hands are shaking. Ha! I got the shakes, too. Oh, yes. So have I. Shock, I suppose. I hadn't noticed before. Telfrin, be a good chap and break out the talisker. I think we need to splice the main brace and give it a damn good knotting. Telfrin's Log, 11th of June, Special Note. We drank heartily, and by unspoken consent the toast was Farewell Miranda. The rest of that overwhelming day seemed to go by with us all on autopilot. I can't remember any further details for this ruddy log. One thing, however, I'll never forget. I cried myself to sleep last night, and I don't think I was the only one. Next week, Arthur Pendragon and his friends continue their story.
in episode 20 of this season, uploading Thursday the 18th of November. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Any Fool Can is a Paul Cromford production. I am that man. I created the characters and sketches heard in this podcast, and I hereby assert my moral rights to their ownership.